Hello, and welcome to The Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. Today is an exciting day because it's the first episode of season two of this podcast. As you know, I took a little hiatus over the summer because I wanted to take a little time to rethink what we're doing here. The Storyteller's Mission has regular listeners on six continents, 42 countries or territories, 791 cities all over the world. Think about that. It's global. This show is resonating with storytellers all over the world. And frankly, it's beyond my wildest dreams. So I say this not to toot my own ego, because that's not the point. That's not why this matters. It matters because you need to know that the content that you're listening to that resonates with you is also resonating with other people all over the world. You are not alone. There are like-minded people all over this planet who share your same vision for storytelling. You have become a part of a community. I think this is important for you to know because I'm thrilled that you're here and I'm excited about the community that's formed. And I'm also excited because things are crazy out there. The world's gone a little crazy, but you know what that means? It means never before in our lifetimes has story mattered as much as it does today. We are in a battle out there. And the battle begins with story. And you may be doubting the importance of your calling right now, given everything that's happening in the world. How could your little story matter in light of the events happening in Afghanistan or Black Lives Matter or critical race theory or COVID and this global pandemic or voting fraud or vaxxers versus no vaxxers and that whole dilemma? let alone the earthquakes and tsunamis and fires and other natural disasters that seem to be happening everywhere at more regular intervals all across the world. No wonder if you're questioning the importance of what you're doing and whether or not your little story matters. But I'm here to tell you that your story has never mattered more. You have been called for such a time as this. The most powerful thing in this universe is story. I've been saying that since the beginning. Story is the thing. Story is the thing that connects us to other human beings. If you want to change the heart or mind of a person, you tell them a story. Story is the weapon. But unfortunately, that means that it can be used badly. Because he who controls the narrative controls the world. And I have to say, there is a lot of negative story usage out there. There are a lot of competing narratives. And whatever narrative we buy into shapes us. We need the right kinds of stories more than ever. We need stories that tell us truth with a capital T, even if they're fiction, which means they're true with a small t. So today, in addition to appreciating the power that you've been given as a storyteller and your special place in society because of it, it is also your duty and responsibility to tell stories 
that have the potential to elevate society or restore its dignity or raise its collective moral consciousness rather than to tell the kinds of stories that kill, steal, or destroy, that tear down individuals or people groups that are insidious and cause cynicism and hate. Stories have the potential to do both. And we need to think very carefully about what kinds of stories we are called to write, as well as what kind of stories the world needs today. So to that end, I would submit to you that we have a special opportunity here. We have an opportunity to start writing stories about heroes. Now, don't get confused. I am not talking specifically about heroic genres. I'm not talking about everyone writing comic book stories. I'm not even talking about writing fantasy or any particular genre like that. A little boy may be heroic if he says he's not hungry when he sees that the pie is being passed out and there's not enough to go around. So I'm speaking of heroism in terms of quality of character, not in terms of genre. And I'm also not talking about stories that necessarily have happy endings or positive messages. Sometimes the best way to break through to the human heart is to tell a story that ends badly. Isn't this what happened to David when Nathan told the story of the poor man and his sheep and how the rich man took that sheep and slaughtered it and ate it for himself? David was furious. And that's when Nathan said, the rich man is you. And finally, David repented of his sin. So I'm not talking about those types of stylistic choices, which brings us back to the question then, what kinds of stories ought we to tell? And I'm saying we need stories about heroes. So I actually think it's important for us to define the term hero. The term hero was coined by the Greeks. And for them, a hero was a mortal who had done something extraordinary, something so beyond the normal scope of human experience or ability that the person left an indelible impression upon society. As such, upon death, they deserved to be worshipped, sort of like gods, gods with a little g, simply because they did something that was so incredibly beyond the normal limits of human ability. Now, of course, some of the first heroes were great benefactors of humankind, like Hercules, who killed monsters, or Dionysus, who created Greek fraternities, which were, of course, meant to provide a place of connection and brotherhood among men. But there are also characters listed among the heroic greats who committed horrible crimes, such as Oedipus or Medea. So originally, heroes were not necessarily morally good. They were simply extraordinary. To be a hero was to expand a person's sense of what was even possible for a human being. And in that way, that's what inspired us to be better than we were, to go beyond our own limits. It was about breaking through the barriers of what was possible so that we could ultimately fulfill our fullest potential as human beings. Even the horrible could be praiseworthy because it meant transcending the limits of humanity. Over the years, however, our concept of hero has evolved. 
which I think is a good thing. Because today, when we think of a hero, we think of someone who, in addition to being extraordinary in terms of their accomplishments, also represents some higher ideal of morality. And that morality ought to be admired and emulated. So heroes are people that we think of as worthy to emulate. Today, when we write a great hero, we're letting people know what kind of great morality is possible in the face of astronomical odds. Because the truth is, their ability to live up to that higher moral ideal becomes extraordinary in and of itself. Heroism has always been defined by the ability of someone to stay true to their highest convictions, no matter what is happening around them. So living up to one's higher moral ideals becomes an extraordinary feat in and of itself. In the face of impossible odds, how do we stay courageous? How do we do the right thing when we know death is on the line? In the face of people that persecute us and hate us and beat us and cause us terrible suffering, how do we show love? How do we show compassion in the face of horrible crimes committed by evil people in our society? What does heroism look like? What does courage look like? What does honor look like and justice, especially in a world that is often unjust? How on earth are we to live out some moral code that includes a sense of justice rather than adopting a worldview that says survival of the fittest? See, in a world that is increasingly more cynical, we show the world what is possible. The heroes that you adopt define you because heroes are symbols for us of all the qualities that we ourselves would like to possess and all the ambitions that we ourselves would like to satisfy. Back in 2000, there was a man named Scott Labarge who wrote an article about why heroes are important to society. And he wrote that a person who chooses Martin Luther King or Susan B. Anthony as a hero is going to have a very different perception of what human excellence involves than someone who chooses, say, Paris Hilton or the rapper 50 Cent. The ideals to which we aspire determine the ways in which we behave. Are you hearing that? We don't have behavior problems. We have belief problems. And if we can't imagine that being morally good is possible in the world in which we live, our behavior will reflect that belief. The ideals in which we aspire determine the ways in which we behave. And because of that, we have a vested interest in making sure that every person in this society has a hero worth emulating. It is important for us because it's a moral issue. At the end of the day, it's a moral issue. And society will act in accordance with the heroes it has adopted. And we are living in a day and age where we're seeing warning signs all over that we're in trouble and we need to recommit our attention and our focus to this issue. 
consider a few of the challenges that we are already going to have to face because giving society heroes to believe in in some ways is going to be an uphill battle. Scott Labarge points out in his article, in 1990, the administrators of the Barron Prize for Young Heroes polled a bunch of American teenagers, and they found that only half of those students could name a personal hero. Of those that could name one, Superman and Spider-Man were named twice as often as Gandhi or Martin Luther King or Lincoln. Of these same students who gave an answer, more than half of them named an athlete or a movie star or a musician as being their hero. One in ten named a winner of an American Idol season as being their hero. In 2009, for the very first time ever, American high school students, when asked to list their number one hero, wrote, no one. Think about that. Who is your hero? No one. They have no one to look up to, to admire, and to emulate. A recent survey of junior high students found that one in five couldn't name a single adult outside their family whom they regarded as a hero. Another recent survey asked young women, who do you most look to as a role model? 43% of them said, myself. Now, why would that be the trend and why is it a problem? Think about this. Lady Gaga was selected as the most admired celebrity of 2011 in an annual magazine survey. And when asked why, the response that came back most often was because she doesn't care what anybody else thinks. Think about what this means. Instead of young people aspiring to be somebody with great moral fortitude, who's accomplished great things, and where doing so was impossible to the normal limits of humanity, now what they aspire to is to not care what anybody else thinks. Isn't that what we say today? You just be you. You just do you. Just be yourself. But guess what? If we're left to just be ourselves... We're in a really sad state because we're not that great. And as individuals, our fundamental default position is selfishness. We can't be our own moral guide. We need something outside of ourselves to aspire to. So what does that mean for you? Well, it means that as storytellers, we need to change the stories we tell. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean that you need to be telling true stories about true people and how they really lived. But you can. And that would be a good thing to do also. What I'm really saying is that whatever story you tell ought to include stories about people doing heroic things in the face of horrible odds. You want to portray heroic characters who do the right thing no matter what's happening. You tell stories about people who make a difference because of their courage and because of their nobility or their creativity and imagination or their willingness to stand up against the status quo, to do the right thing even when everybody else says they're wrong. You tell those stories. 
A hero is someone who expands our sense of what's possible for a human being to accomplish. Anybody we consider heroic, it's because they've accomplished something against all odds and they did so in a way that upheld our highest ideals of morality, our highest virtues, the best things about us as human beings, our dignity. And guess what? Do you know where we get these virtues? We get them from a Judeo-Christian worldview. There is nobody on the face of this planet, no atheist that exists that doesn't admire selflessness or honesty, courage, kindness, mercy, self-sacrifice, all of the highest ideals and virtues that come from the Christian worldview. The problem with most atheists is that they just don't believe it's possible to uphold those values. So we need to show how it's actually possible, even if our characters are fictional. G.K. Chesterton wrote, Fairy tales are more than true. Not because they tell us dragons exist, but because they tell us dragons can be beaten. What the world needs now are heroes who transcend their own limitations and exemplify a moral code worth emulating. And by the way, that's another thing that's happened. We're starting to see more and more stories with anti-heroes at the center. These are morally questionable, heroic figures who are becoming the norm. Now, heroes must be flawed, yes, but they cannot be morally ambiguous or they cease to be heroic. And it's confusing people and it's leading people astray. And I'm going to dive deeper into that particular point in future episodes. But the main point to remember today is that more than ever before, the world needs examples of the right kinds of heroes. Otherwise, society is lost. It's a moral issue. It's a decay issue. It's a behavioral issue. If we stop writing our kinds of stories, the world will become a much darker place. Without examples of heroism in the world, of courage, of bravery, we will see fewer examples of that in real life. Fairy tales are more than true. Not because they tell us dragons exist, but because they tell us dragons can be beaten. There are people all over this world facing dragons, and they need to hear your story. You can give them hope. So, as we launch into Season 2 of the Storyteller's Mission, the very first order of business was to reaffirm the importance of our calling as storytellers, We need to understand why we're here, what we're doing, and why it matters. And we need to understand what we have the potential to accomplish together. Thank you for being a part of the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Dalla. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.